Welcome back to the Schoolyard Sports Lane Frank Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank, and this is now in episode number 15. We are 15 episodes through, and there's a lot to get through this episode. NBA preseason has just started. I mean, there's a lot to get through in that. NBA trade rooms with James Harden. Giannis finally signing his big extension. College football, what an awesome weekend it was in fo- for football. NFL and college football. There's a lot to get through in episode number 15. We've got the Schoolyard Sports hoodies and so much more, so stay tuned for the Square Sports Lane Frank Podcast. Let's start off episode number 15, how we always do, with our headlines in the NBA. LaMelo Ball, he's been looking good. You know, his first game, it was like, he didn't even score. He was 0-5, and that's all everyone wants to talk about, how LaMelo had an amazing game, but he didn't even score. But then his second game, he balled out. He had an amazing game. So, NBA preseason's off to a great start. James Hart might just get traded in this coming week. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he would. We'll give some trade possibilities in this episode for him. Giannis Antetokounmpo signed a five-year, $228 million extension with the Bucks. You know, I don't know about this move because he could have had that same contract, but with the team of his choice if he just stayed in free agency. Now, I know if he had a rough year, and I know if he got hurt, then that isn't guaranteed, but I still don't agree with this move by Giannis. Maybe he wants to stay in Milwaukee. I mean, obviously he wants to stay in Milwaukee. That might be the right move for him, but I just don't agree with it. That's news in the NBA. Let's move over to the NFL. Jalen Hurts. Wow. I did not expect him to beat the Saints. No, I, I thought he'd play a little bit well, but it's going up against one of the best defenses in the NFL. I didn't think he was going to torch them. And he didn't torch them through the air. He, he, I mean, he played. A, he threw the ball pretty well, but I mean, it was on the ground game where he was amazing. And they did beat the Saints. That was a shocking win. Taysom Hill did not look like a quarterback in that game. Jalen Hurts obviously did look like a quarterback, and they beat the amazing Saints. Giants, are they done? Are their playoff hopes done now? Because Washington's in the lead for the division. You're not going to get a wild card spot with a 5-8 and eight record. That's just not going to happen. And, I mean, I really don't expect them to win this division. I think Washington's the better team, even though that they lost to them twice. But that's when they, like, Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, that whole situation – and all those games were super close. Kyle Allen got hurt in that second game. They had to play Alex Smith, which he did lead a little bit of a comeback. But I just, I mean, my Giants, I think they might just be done. They may not be able to make games in the playoffs this year. The Steelers-Bills game, I mean, that was just shocking to me. I was so astonished how the Bills, like, it looked close, but it, they, like, torched them. It was an amazing game for the Bills. I did not expect that. I did not expect them to win. I picked the Steelers. That was shocking to me. The Ravens-Browns game may have just been the best game of the year. Best game over the past couple years. What a game that was. Ravens versus Browns. I did not expect the game to be that great. I mean, Baker Mayfield, you got to give credit to him. He played well. Lamar Jackson came back on fourth down after he was cramps. And, you know, he got the touchdown. Came back, won them that game. And, I mean, you can't down that much anymore. He had 100 yards rushing, 150 yards through the air. He didn't even play the full game. You got to give him some respect. And the Ravens did beat the Browns. Drew Locke must have watched the last episode because when I said, Oh, the Broncos need to fold him. He's he's no good. They need to get rid of him. He must have watched it because he played probably the game of his career. He had four touchdowns, 300 yards. It's the Panthers, a pretty good Panthers team in my eyes. What a game for Drew Locke. What a game. And, you know, the Broncos, their decision might just change. The Raiders, they're bad. 44-27 against the Colts. Almost losing to the Jets the week before. Losing to the Falcons, and giving up 40 points? Man, what in the world? What is wrong with the Raiders? Everyone thought they were like, a dark horse of the Super Bowl, dark horse of the conference championship game. 
No, they're not. This Raiders team is not playing well at all. Let's move to the MLB. The Indians are changing their name. And this isn't that shocking move. They'll keep the name for the 2021 season. They won't be named the Cleveland baseball team or take on interim names like the Washington football team is in now. But the Indians are changing their name. The Mets, they're making moves. They're signing James McCann. They're going after Trevor Bauer. They're going after George Springer. My Mets, my favorite team in the MLB, they're making moves, and they just might be contenders next year. I really, really hope so. That's news in the MLB. Those are the headlines this week, as there were a lot. Now, Square Sports NFL Game Day. We did not get that perfect record last week. We weren't really that close. This week, I am calling it perfect record. I haven't called a perfect record in a while. I am so determined. We're running out of weeks to get a perfect record. This will be that week. First game, Patriots-Dolphins. Patriots lose close. Dolphins win in a really, really close game. I'll say 31-27. This Dolphins team, they proved me they're a good team after how they played the Chiefs. 17 points in the fourth quarter, making Mahomes throw three interceptions when he only had two interceptions coming into that game. I like this Dolphins defense. I like this Dolphins offense, and they do win this one 31-27 close. Bears-Vikings, the Bears, because Mitchell Trubisky, he's playing pretty well, and I know I'm not going to overreact saying, oh, he, he's not a bust anymore. He's not a bust anymore because he beat the terrible Texans and had a great game. I'm not going to do that, but I think that he can still ride that game and play well, and I think they do beat the Vikings. So this Viking team, they don't have a kicker. Dan Bailey proved that last week, missing four kicks. Yeah, I like this Bears team a lot, and I think they do win this game. Seahawks-Washington, hmm, another good game, because Washington, I think they might be a better team than the Giants, and the Giants beat the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks win this one pretty big, actually. I'm going to say 35-70. to I think Washington has a bit of an off game. I'm not sure in Alex Smith's status for this game. He did get hurt a little bit late in that 49ers game, but I do think that they win this game pretty big. Now, Chiefs Saints. This may be the matchup of the year, the matchup of the week. That's no question. But this is going to be a really, really good game. The Chiefs, they're not firing in all cylinders. Their past five games, they've all been one possession games. All of those games combined, they've only won by 21 points. 21 points. They've all been one possession games. They beat the Panthers only by two points. And if Joy Sly hits that game winning field goal, they're not winning that. They lost that game to the Panthers. The not-so-great Panthers, the Panthers that Drew Locke just torched. I mean, torched. I'm not sure about this Chiefs team in this game, but I know Taysom Hill, he had one bad game last week. I think he has another bad game this week. But the Saints pound the rock, they run the ball a lot, and they win this game over the Chiefs. Chiefs may not be the best team in the NFL. Saints might be the best team in the NFL. I said that last episode, but they did lose to the Eagles. I think Taysom Hill still has a bad game, but Sean Payne realizes that and has to run the ball more with Taysom Hill, too. I mean, he could run the ball. Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, a lot of those guys. And I think the Saints do come on top in this game fairly big. I mean, I'm going to say 42-23 to Saints over Chiefs. Browns-Giants. The Browns. Okay, they lost, last, they lost on Monday Night Football, the Browns. Okay. The Giants... They lost to the Cardinals when I picked them to win. I think they lose this game also. The Browns do get the win over the Giants. There's a lot of good games this week. Those are the main ones. Those are my picks. Leave yours in the comment section. That's why I have for Squared Sports NFL Game Day this week.
Now, top five. Today's top five is top five teams in college football. Let's throw away all the rings. Throw away all the... Like, I don't care about how many games this team has played. I don't care about how many games Ohio State has played. This is, these aren't my playoff predictions. These are the top five teams in college football off the eye test. This is what I see, who I think are the top five teams in college football. Who do you think are the top five teams in college football? I'll leave that in the comment section. But this is mine. Number one, Alabama. Is there really any debate here? Is there really any debate? No. Alabama is the best team in college football. Number two, Notre Dame. I'm putting them above Ohio State. I'm putting them above Clemson. I think Notre Dame is the second best team in college football right now. They're playing well. They're the most physical team in the country. Smash mouth football. 15 minutes of a quarter. They're going to give it to you every single down. They're not going to give up any big plays. I mean, they might, but they're going to bounce back. They're the second best team in the country, in my opinion. Ian Book is getting hot at the right time. Their running, their running game is getting hot at the right time. Notre Dame is the second best team in college football right now. Number three, Ohio State. Like I said, I don't care how many games they've played. I hate Ohio State. I'm a Michigan fan. Diehard Michigan fan. And I hate Ohio State. But off the high test, they're a great team. They're at number three. Number four, Clemson. I'm putting Ohio State above Clemson. I'm putting Clemson at four. Fourth best team in college football right now. You want to know why? Trevor Lawrence. He's an amazing player. Amazing player. He'll be a great NFL player. We got a segment about him coming up in this episode. He'll be a great NFL player. He won't be in him. He's a pretty good college football player, but he's not going to win the Heisman. This is his last year at Clemson. He's not going to win the Heisman, like I said. Justin Fields, not probably not going to win the Heisman either, but he's mobile. That's what you want in college. Clemson, their wide receiver room has been okay. They went down with Justin Ross. Their main wide receiver coming into the year went down even before the season started. So Clemson, I just don't see it with them. They lost in their game, and I think if Trevor Lawrence – did play that game. They might have had a chance to win, but I, I think Ohio State has so much talent on that team. I think they are above Clemson. But Clemson, they are a pretty good team, and I'm putting them at number four. Number five. All right, get prepared for this one. Indiana. Indiana is number five. They're not even ranked in the top ten in the college football playoff rankings as of last week. They were number 12 last week, and they're nowhere near the top five. But... From what I've seen, they lost to Ohio State by one touchdown in their pick six, and if they didn't throw that pick six, then they might just win that game. And I know Michael Panks, their quarterback, did tear his ACL. Jack Tuttle's their new quarterback. And I've, I mean, I believe in Jack Tuttle. I think he's a good player. And I think Indiana, the fifth best team in college football, they're not going to put, the committee won't put them anywhere near number five ever. They're going to put a two-loss Iowa State team at number seven, which they did. Last week, which, I mean, I don't really understand, but I think Indiana's the fifth-best team in college football. Not Texas A&M, not any of those other teams. Now, my honorable mentions. I got two of them. Number six is what they would be number six. Texas A&M. Texas A&M. They've got a great defense. A great defense. And Kellen Mond, he's been a bit off these past few games, but their defense has won them those games. I really would have thought that if their defense didn't show up in that LSU game, they would have lost it because Kellen Mond was terrible in that game, at the start of the game at least, and then started playing better towards the end, and they won that game by a decent amount. And then they play against Auburn, and I think Auburn, I thought Auburn was going to win that game because Kellen Mond got off to a slow start, and they can't convert in the red zone, and they barely won that game. They won by 11. It was closer than what the final score was. I mean, Texas A&M, why would the committee put them at number four? Because 
they played Alabama, and they would have to play Alabama in the first matchup. They played them earlier in the season. They lost by more than 25 points. That's going to be the same result that if they play again. That's why, I mean, I think that Texas A&M, they're not a top-four team in college football. They're number five. Now, number six, the last team, Iowa State. They're not going to put them at number six, and like I said, that they have two losses. But just like off the how they're playing right now, this isn't my college football playoff rankings. This isn't any of that. Just the top five teams right now in college football. I'm going to say Iowa State is not number uh, number um, seven, which they were last week in the college football playoff rankings. I think they're a really good team. Iowa State, I like Brock Purdy, their quarterback. He could go to the NFL this year. Their defense is playing pretty well. They're hot at the right time. They're number seven. They're one of my honorable mentions. Leave your top five teams college football in the comment section. Those are mine. A bit of controversial pick with Indiana at number five, A&M at six, Iowa State at seven. What do you think on that? Those are my thoughts. Leave yours in the comment section. Now, let's play a game. Again, we played a game last episode, hold or fold these NFL quarterbacks. Let's play another one. Pro or no? Can these college coaches go pro and make it to the NFL, make the jump how we always see every year last year? It was Matt Rule making the jump to the NFL. He coached the Panthers, and it happens a lot of times. Or will these coaches have to stay in college because they can't make the jump to the NFL? These are my thoughts, and let's get into it. Ryan Day, the Ohio State head coach. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And he's a great coach, in my opinion. He used to go to the NFL. I think he was a position coach with the Eagles. And he did, I mean, I think that's when they won the Super Bowl when he was with them. And Ryan Day, I think he's an amazing coach. A really, really good coach. Ohio State head coach. I don't know why I'm saying so many good things about Ohio State this episode. I hate Ohio State. But I think Ryan Day could definitely make the jump to the NFL. Lincoln Riley. His name is always swirling around the NFL coaching rumors. It's like, no, Lincoln Riley's going to the Cowboys. When they had a coaching vacancy last year. Lincoln Riley's going to the Browns to coach Baker Mayfield. They had a coaching vacancy. Lincoln Riley's going to this team. Lincoln Riley's going to this team. Lincoln Riley's going to this team. Lincoln Riley has not gone to an NFL team yet. I think this year he will. And I think he can definitely make the jump to the NFL. He's a good coach. I mean, he's got to work. I mean, his defensive schemes are not that great. He's not great. I mean, his defense isn't that great at all. His offense is amazing. Pair him with a good defensive coordinator. They'll be a great if whoever team he coaches in the NFL. There's a lot. There's going to be a lot of coaching vacancies this year. I think he'd like to go maybe to the Chargers in LA. Justin Herbert, saying Anthony Lynn, who will definitely get fired this year easily. He's blown like five games for them this year. Yep, I think Lincoln Riley can definitely make the jump to the NFL. Matt Campbell, Iowa State head coach. His name's been swirling around the rumors. He's going to go to the NFL. It's like the move last year with Matt Rule to the NFL. If you told me before the season last year that Matt Rule, Baylor's head coach, the Baylor team who went 1-11 two years before, he would be coaching the Panthers the next year in the NFL, I would have thought you were absolutely out of your mind crazy. But he is coaching in the NFL. Matt Campbell, I don't think he can make the jump to the NFL. I want him to coach Michigan if Michigan does decide to fire Jim Harbaugh. He's like one of those guys who should stay in college. I think he's a really good college coach. Wouldn't be a good NFL coach. We see all these guys, all these coaches like Adam Gase who get pushed around by the players. I mean, when their players leave, they just make, um, they just say all these terrible things about them. I'm worried that that could happen with Matt Campbell. That's kind of what happened with Matt Patricia, all these guys. I think Matt Campbell should not make the jump to the NFL. I think he's a good college coach, but not would not be a good NFL coach. Kirby Smart, Georgia's head coach. I think so. I think he could make the jump to the NFL. Nope. Debate about it. He, I mean, he used to be the def- defensive coordinator for Alabama for years, and they had a great defense. 
Georgia has an amazing defense. Not so much. I mean, they've had pretty good defense this year, pretty solid, but they've had a lot of injuries on their defensive side. So I think that's was the reason why their defense struggled a little bit down the stretch this year. But Kirby Smart, he's a great coach. And I think he could definitely make the jump to the NFL. Definitely. I think he could definitely go pro. Some of these guys, I said no. Kirby Smart, I think so. I think he could definitely make the jump to pro. Tom Allen, Indiana said coach. You know, Indiana has never really been good or under him until these past two years. Last year, they were pretty good. This year, they're elite. I think I don't think so. No, I mean, he's one of those guys who players love, and that could attract interest from NFL teams because players love Tom Allen. He'll probably get coach of the year in college football this year. Maybe. But Tom Allen, he's a really good college coach. I don't know about him in the NFL. Now I'm starting to think about it a little bit. Players love him, and GMs like that, owners like that. They might want to offer him a big contract. Tom Allen, Indiana's head coach. Right now, I'm going to say no. That could change somewhere down the line. I don't think he has what it takes to go pro. Right now, I'm going to say no. Tom Allen, I don't think it's the right move for him to go pro yet. But those are my thoughts. Leave yours in the comment section. Do you think Kirby Smart can make the jump to pro? That I mean, that's a big question. I mean, his name swirled around the rumors a couple times. I'm going to say I think so. And that's what I think. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, let's go with the household segment. MVP, LVP, you know, it's all up for, it's up for grabs. Anybody can win it. You can be in the NBA and win it. You can be in the NFL and win it. College football, college basketball, anything like that. But MVP this week is Keaton Slovis, USC quarterback, sticking with college football. He had five touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He had five touchdowns all game, but all of them were in the fourth quarter. He led USC comeback. He led USC to the win. And a lot of people are saying USC might have a chance at the playoff. I think the committee will downgrade them because, I mean, a lot of their wins have been really, really close, which I don't like at all about this USC team. I think they're still a really good team. I think Keaton Slovis has a shot to be the number one pick in the NFL draft next year. That's a hot take. That may be my hot take of the day. Keaton Slovis... Might just be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft next year. He had five touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He had five touchdowns in the fourth quarter of the game before. He's an amazing player. He's MVP this week. You could put Mitchell Trubisky because he had a really good game. Whew, I, don't, I don't think that would, I would ever say that Mitchell Trubisky was MVP. Probably LVP somewhere down the line. He'll definitely be it. But Keen Slovis is MVP this week. LVP. Dan Bailey. Is this really even an argument? They probably would have won that game if Dan Bailey kicked better. He missed three field goals, one extra point. That's 10 points. They lost by 12, but they had to go for two a couple times because they didn't trust him. They had to go for fourth, go for on fourth down because they didn't trust him. Dan Bailey, what are you doing, man? I mean, I think it's just an off game because you've been pretty good in your career. You were great with the Cowboys, and you've been okay this season, pretty solid. Dan Bailey, I just don't know what happened. You're easily LVP this week. You probably lost your team in that game. You were LVP this week. Dan Bailey, that's about for MVP, LVP this week. Who's your MVP? Who's your LVP? Leave that in the comment section. Those are my thoughts. Leave yours in the comment section. Second to the hardwood. Did you know? Today's did you know is let's talk. It's a basketball. Did you know that Will Chamberlain never ever fouled out of a game? You know, if someone like put up his stats nowadays, they'd be like the goat, the greatest of all time. There's never even really proof that of him like putting up 100 points in a game. Even that's a big debate that always is talked about in the sports world that he probably didn't put up. A, that there's no proof that he did put up 100 points. But 
Did you know that Will Chamberlain never ever fouled out of a game? A lot of guys foul out of games nowadays, but Will Chamberlain, one of the greats to ever do it, never ever fouled out of a game. Did you know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's about it for Did You Know this week. Now, we have to talk about James Harden. Why is he holding out? I'm going to give us the hardened truth. These are some trade possibilities for him. Let's get into it. The Sixers. If he were to be traded to the Sixers, this is what they would have to give up. They would have to give up six first-round picks. Six of them. Six first-round picks. You heard that correctly. They would have to give up Matisse Thybul, a really, really good defensive player who kind of fits with Steven Salas' scheme, their new head coach for the Rockets. I think that'd pair well. And maybe... This is a maybe Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey, their first-round pick this year. And Tobias Harris, he is amazing. He's a big contract. I, I'm just going to leave that out of the question. T- Tobias Harris probably won't get traded. But I don't think they're going to trade Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons. This trade probably won't happen. But six first-round picks, Matisse Thibel, maybe Tyrese Maxey, maybe Tobias Harris. I mean, that's one of the only logical reasons. that I mean, this is one of the only logical trades for the Sixers. The Nets. The Nets, it's a different situation for them. They're not going to give up KD and Kyrie, but they have other players like Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, who they could give up. I think they're going to give up three first-round picks. That's a lot. Three first-round picks. Jared Allen and Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie's already expressed his, how he kind of wants out of Brooklyn a little bit. Jared Allen, young rising star. Rockets need a big man. Three first-round picks. This is like the only logical trade, in my opinion. The Nets are the only logical place for him. And I think this would be an amazing deal for both sides. The Bucks. This doesn't work. Why, why, I mean, why would he want to go to the Bucks? He has not. He's beef pretty much with Giannis. Giannis just got his two hundred twenty-eight million dollar extension. James Harden has a big contract. Do they even have the cap space? Drew Holiday is pretty big contract. They can't trade him. This trade does not work. They. I mean, this was just this not a logical situation. I don't know why he requested a trade to there. I don't even know if that rumor is true, but. I really don't. I don't think he. there's any chance he goes to the Bucks. Zero. The Heat. I don't think this happens either because I don't think the Heat need him. I don't think the Heat want him either because the Heat are like, a, you have to earn everything. You have to be on time for practice. You have to do everything right. James Harden's going to leave practice early or something. He's going to do what he just did. I mean, you're not going to find it. Yeah, James Harden, I don't think the Heat want him at all, but if they were going to do a trade for him, I think it would have to be four first-round picks, which I don't see happening, and Tyler Hero. And they've already said they don't want to give him up. This trade will not happen. The Sixers trade will not happen. The Bucks trade will not happen. The Sixers trade actually probably has a 45% chance to happen, but the Nets trade has a big percent chance to happen. I'm going to say 85% chance. But, like, why does he even want to leave Houston? Why did Westbrook want to leave Houston because they have a new coach? I feel bad for Steven Salas. He was so excited to come in because he he was so excited to come in because he was going to have Russell Westbrook and James Harden. He said that was the main reason why. But now he all he has is John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. Good players, but not the same caliber. James Harden's the best scorer in the NBA right now. The best scorer. I'm going to say it. And I just don't know why he wants out. They have good pieces around him. Maybe he changes his mind somewhere down the line in the future. I don't see that happening, but maybe... And I think the Nets trade is the only logical trade for him right now. Where do you think James Harden will get traded? Leave that in the comment section. 
Those are my thoughts. Leave yours in the comment section. Now, a new thing we're going to do here every week. You know how we have college football showcase? Let's invent college basketball madness. And you know how March madness? There could be madness in December for college basketball. There always is. College basketball is a great sport, and there's a lot of great games this weekend. I'm talking a lot of them. And let's pick them. And let's bring in some news. Can Luka Garza be successful in the NBA? Iowa is number three. Iowa is taking on number one. Gonzaga this weekend, Gonzaga. So again, it's going to be a really, really good game. But can Luka Garza be successful in the NBA? I say he's the best player in college basketball right now, but like, he's played all four years. He's, he's a senior in college, which we don't see much with, I mean, it has to be an all-star freshman. It has to be that. If Luka Garza was an incoming freshman right now, I think the NBA scouts would value him as a top-ten pick. But because he is a senior, because he is all of that, I think they're going to downgrade him. He might be a late first-round pick, maybe an early second-round pick. But I think whoever gets him will be a steal. I saw my Knicks in the mock draft. They might get him. That would be a dream come true for me. Luka Garza is an amazing player, one of the best scorers in college basketball, and I would love that for them to get them. But let's pick the game. Iowa versus Gonzaga, number three versus number one. We don't see matches matchups like this in a while. If Iowa wins, then they're obviously number one. But let's pick it. I think Iowa will win close. Gonzaga gets their first loss of the season. Iowa Comes on top, beats Gonzaga, number one, and they win very, very close. 67-65. Give me the Hawkeyes. Iowa will beat Gonzaga this weekend. They will be number one in their rankings next week when they come out after they beat Gonzaga. Do you think they'll beat Gonzaga? Leave that in the comment section, but let's pick the next game. Virginia-Villanova. Villanova has one loss to Virginia Tech, and Virginia has a couple losses. I think that Villanova will lose this game to Virginia. Virginia wins close. And a low-scoring game, 56-54. to Virginia has a really good defense. They're known for that always in basketball. Louisville, Wisconsin. Number 12 versus number 22. Wisconsin has one loss in the season to Marquette. And Wisconsin's number 12. Louisville's number 22. I'm going to say Louisville fairly big. I like this Louisville team. They've got playmakers on the squad. They've got a lot, a lot of good players. And I think Louisville... Does come on top in this game fairly big. That's about it for college basketball madness. Like I said, there can be madness in December, and there will be madness in all of these games. And the final score prediction in that Louisville Wisconsin game will be 80 to 65. Louisville wins. Those are my thoughts. Those are my picks. That's about it for college basketball madness this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Those are mine. Now, College Football Showcase. It's championship game Saturday. There's a lot of championship games this week. Pac-12 championship is on Friday. It was supposed to be USC versus Wisconsin, Washington, but Washington does have COVID issues. Oregon will take their spot. Let's pick that game first. I think USC wins this one big in. We'll have a pretty big shot at making the College Football Playoff if they do win this game. They have to win by a lot. They have to blow out Oregon. If they do, I think they easily, easily have a shot at making the college football playoff. I love Keaton Slovis. I love this offense. Defense needs to start clicking a little bit more. But USC is a good team, and I think they win the Pac-12 championship big. And they were my preseason pick for the Pac-12 championship, so I really hope they win. Northwestern, Ohio State. I think I picked Ohio State to win the Big Ten also, so I'm going to stick with my pick. 
They beat Northwestern. Northwestern is number 14. They do not deserve to be the number 14 spot. They're an okay team. They'll be a team like Michigan. They'll blow out a team like Michigan. But I think Ohio State wins this game fairly big, 42-13. to 13. Give me the Buckeyes. I never thought I would ever say that. Oklahoma, Iowa State. Iowa State. They beat them earlier in the year off a questionable non-holding call. They got an interception with like a second left in the game, and that's how they won. But I think they win this game again. Iowa State wins the Big 12. Alabama, Florida. Alabama was my preseason pick. Alabama is still my pick. And I'm going to say that it will be close. A lot of people are already picking Florida. They're going to say, oh, they're going to lose by 50. The score will be 60 to 10, anything like that. No, no, no. It'll be close. Jalen Waddle, Alabama's star-studded wide receiver, who got hurt earlier in the year against Tennessee and broke his ankle, he's back. Devontae Smith, their best wide receiver, posted on Instagram that he's back. He might just play in this game. That would be awesome if he did. That's great news for Alabama. I still do think they win this game by a lot. They put up a lot of points. Give me Alabama. 56-49 to over Florida. Closer than expected. Clemson Notre Dame. Whoo, the game of the week. Winner goes to the college football playoff. Notre Dame has probably already solidified themselves. They probably already have a spot in the college football playoff. They're at number two right now, so even if they lose this game, they're probably in. But Clemson, this is a must-win for them. And I'm going to say they win this one because DJ Uangale, he played amazing against Notre Dame um, when they played earlier, but they did lose in double overtime. But, I mean... You say he played amazing, he had 400 yards, and he did play pretty well, but he had some mistakes down the line, like in double overtime when he took a big sack, and then that set them up for like a fourth and 20, put them in a bad spot. That's why they lost. He missed a couple throws on third down and short where they could have scored a touchdown. I think it was third down goal one time, and they had to sell for a field goal because he overthrew his man, underthrew his man, threw two inside, threw two outside, something like that. DJ Oengale, he won't be playing this game. Trevor Lawrence will be playing this game, kind of like last time, but in favor of Clemson this time. Clemson wins 42-39, to securing a spot in the college football playoff. I think Notre Dame still gets in. It might be interesting what they do with them, because if they do lose this game, then they'll have to evaluate USC, Texas A&M, a couple of those other teams. But I do think that Clemson wins this one in overtime, not double overtime like last time, in overtime, 42-39 to in the game of the week. Clemson beats Notre Dame. Those are my thoughts. Those are my picks. Leave yours in the comment section. Now, what lane would I take? Usually the segment is, if I was an NFL GM, would I take this player for the next five years over this player? That's what it is this week. Would I take Trevor Lawrence over these quarterbacks for the next five years, and how many would I take over him? How many would I, would I take Trevor Lawrence over Lamar Jackson for the next five years? Let's get into it. The first one, will I take Trevor Lawrence over Tom Brady for the next five years? This is the easiest one. Yes, I would. Are we even sure Tom Brady's going to be playing in the next five years? If you put Trevor Lawrence on the Buccaneers right now, they would have blown out the Vikings. I'm not saying that if they put him in the playoff game, he'd probably get rattled or something. But, like, Tom Brady missed a lot of throws. I don't think Trevor Lawrence would miss those throws. I think that... Trevor Lawrence will be in a better place in five years than Tom Brady will be in the next five years. I think Tom Brady will be retired, hanging out, just having fun, wherever he is. And Trevor Lawrence will be having fun in the NFL, winning his second NFL MVP and first Super Bowl. I'm going to say 
In his first five years, he will win two MVPs and one Super Bowl. I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence over Tom Brady any day of the week for the next five years. Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. I'm so high on Justin Herbert. And this one is a really, really tough one. I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence. You could back me out of it. But for the next five years, I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. That's not saying Justin Herbert won't have a great career. I think he'll have an amazing career. But right now, I would take Trevor Lawrence over Justin Herbert for the next five years. Josh Allen or Trevor Lawrence? I'm going to shock the world with this one. Josh Allen. There's not too many quarterbacks in this world who I like over Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence will be an amazing quarterback. But I think Josh Allen will be better. He's got all the things you need. He's, he'll, he'll be more accurate down the line in his group. He's got the massive arm. He's mobile. He's big. He's all you want in a quarterback. He's got all the intangibles. I would take Josh Allen over Trevor Lawrence in the next five years. Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence? This is another. This is another one. I'm gonna take Deshaun Watson. I could be backed out. I could be backed out of it like the other one. I'm in. But this is a tough one. I'm gonna take Trevor. I'm leading a little bit towards Deshaun Watson. I'm gonna pick Deshaun Watson. I'm at 51% Deshaun Watson. I'm at 49% Trevor Lawrence is basically where I'm at. I'm going to take Deshaun Watson over Trevor Lawrence. Lamar Jackson or Trevor Lawrence? Last one. I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence over Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson already has one MVP in his career. That's a feat that many people cannot get. Philip Rivers never got it. Drew Brees only has one. Or Drew Brees, I don't even think he's ever got one. And, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is a better player than Lamar Jackson, and I'll take him over Lamar Jackson. If I had a star franchise right now, I'll take him over Lamar Jackson for the next five years. Here are, like, the five quarterbacks who I have over him. I said Josh Allen, I said Deshaun Watson, but those aren't the only two guys. There's five of them. The first one is Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers for the next five years. He could slow down, but I'm going to pick him over Trevor Lawrence for the next five years, the MVP this year, in my opinion. Russell Wilson, I mean... He has two Super Bowls. He's going to be amazing this year. He might win the Super Bowl this year. He might win MVP this year. He's probably out of that race by now. But he's an amazing player, Russell Wilson. I take him over Trevor Lawrence for the next five years. Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen, like I said. And then the obvious, Patrick Mahomes. Like I said, Trevor Lawrence could be the biggest bust in NFL history. Never know. But just from what I've seen, I think he'll be an amazing player in the NFL. And I'm going to pick him over Lamar Jackson. I'm going to pick him over... Justin Herbert, I'm going to pick him over Tom Brady for the next five years. But I'm going to pick five quarterbacks over him. Like I just said, who do you pick over Trevor Lawrence? Do you think Trevor Lawrence will be an amazing player in this career? Leave that in the comment section. Those are my thoughts. Leave yours in the comment section. Now, the best for last. Question of the day. Today's question of the day is, who is the NFL MVP? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it Aaron Rodgers? I said in the last segment, my pick is Aaron Rodgers. If you told me that, I wouldn't have said that before Sunday because Patrick Mahomes had two interceptions and Patrick Mahomes had 36 touchdowns slanging around those lines and Aaron Rodgers had 38 touchdowns, four interceptions. Now Patrick Mahomes has five interceptions and five less touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. Is this even debatable? Aaron Rodgers is MVP this year. No debate about it. That's the question today. Who's your NFL MVP? Is it someone else? Is it not these two guys? I doubt that. But that's the question today. Who's the NFL MVP in your eyes? Like I said, Aaron Rodgers is mine. That's about it for episode number 15. It was a good episode. Happy holidays. 
We will be taking off next week's episode because of the holidays and everything going on, but we will be back in the coming weeks. Thanks for tuning in, the best sports content in the world, and we will be back.